Blog Talk Radio. this crazy weather. We're almost 80 degrees a day. What's up? What's up? I'm not mad at it. <laughs> uh-huh. You out there on the sprinkler today? <laughs> you know what? I thought about it, but I didn't want to upset the neighbors, so I said I better not do it. Okay. All right. How you feeling, Papa? Doing good. Long day, a little tired, but I'm all right. Okay, I I had that, that brown stuff swirling around in the glass with some ice. <laughs> yeah, the fire got to burn off first. Okay. In the morning. <laughs> okay. See that fog in the, uh, that huh. fog in the morning is uh, vicious. It has been falling sure. almost every day of the week. Yeah, what's we up with that? I don't know. I think the weather is all confused, too. But anyway. All right. Yeah. You ready for the rundown, Kevin? Sure. Waiting on you guys. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. We're ready. Lock and load. All right. Buckle, buckle up. Buckle up, as they say. A hot topic tonight. Are the Supreme Court restores ban on curbside voting in Alabama. Here we go again with this thing. <laughs> Also, final presidential debate before the election. And what is SARS? Also, our hidden and quitted headlines. China, China threatens retaliation over U.S.-Taiwan air, uh, I'm sorry, arms sales. Also, middle school assigned right-wing videos for extra credit. Trump campaign warned about videotaping silly voters. Also, a judge dismissed the third... Uh, degree uh, murder charge and um, a tweet about a 102 year old woman voting goes viral. Hey, finally something, right? Cocktail of the week mm. is called the Kiwi Envy. What's popping with Papa DD? Of course, we're going to lighten it up as I say. Our weird news wildlife trapper dons disguise to capture aggressive turkeys. Also, a man wins $2 million after mistakenly buying extra lottery tickets. And pumpkin squashes competition at annual whales. I'm just saying with red wine, something is fishy. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the kiss it list. 
Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the kiss it list, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our kiss it list, hit us on Twitter at a pajama party and use hashtag kiss it, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Comment allez-vous? Say trivia and merci, bugle, bugle, Merci, merci. Anyway. All right, you give me the first. I don't, I don't, I really don't like doing the first story, but. Uh, You'll be all right. Like I'm Time first. for the hot topics. Like I'm the first one going out on stage doing a talent show here. Yep, get on out there, do your thing. All right, um, uh, this is um, the Supreme Court restores a ban on curbside voting in Alabama. Mm. Hmm. Let's dig into this a little bit. Uh, a divided Supreme Court on uh, Wednesday reinstated a state-ordered uh, ban on curbside voting in Alabama, despite claims from disabled and at-risk voters that uh, making them vote. Inside polling places uh, puts them in a danger of contacting the coronavirus, which everybody's concerned about. All right, the justice split five to three in the case, with uh, Chief Justice John uh, John Roberts aligning with his fellow conservative court members to uh, to stay a lower court injunction that uh, lifted the uh, situation and uh, on drive-through voting that. Uh, was uh, issued by Alabama Secretary of State. All right, all three of the shorthanded uh, high court, it remains liberal, indicated that uh, that would allow curbside voting in, in other other countries that uh, wanted to permit it. So I guess they wanted to nip it in the bud and uh, keep everything like it's supposed to be. So... This whole situation, uh, why did Alabama have such an issue with that? Nobody will, will a lot of black folks in Alabama. Mm. A lot of low-income folks in a lot of counties in that area. Southern probably why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's why they target it. So well, I'm trying to understand. So you're saying that they're, they're, they don't allow curbside anymore. So now people have to either stand in line and vote, you know, in the traditional way, or if they had yeah, mail-in. They, they restored the ban on it, I mean. On, on, so people got to go indoors, you know, like, I guess that's what it boils down to. But but I'm trying to figure out why, you know, this uh, overlay this particular situation. All this stuff here is, is I mean, COVID is one thing. Mm-hmm. But the sense of normalcy and the sense of tradition, when you rob that, you know, you're, you're almost taking everything from the core of everything, you know. And when people try to change things, and I mean, I know people had the same problem on their job 
with a with a younger percentile of people. You know, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You you know, I, even on my my job, I my when I first met some of the younger employees came on board. You know, you think you you're going to mentor them because you have ma- some maturity and experience, and if you're about to leave anyway, you're like, well, let me just lay some stuff on them. But they come in with such damn attitudes that you'd be like, you know what? I ain't trying to tease these jokers nothing, you know. And I'm saying all that to say that even on a situation like this, when things pop up and people uh, try to do something different based on the, and then they bring want to bring them back in now, 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 now. You got to go inside. It's almost a level of suppression done in a whole other way. Yeah, you know? that's so what it is. It's like a backdoor way to yeah. suppress the vote. Because mm-hmm. people who are uncomfortable with being in a in a building where there may be limited ventilation and you may have to be in there for some period of time where people feel like it's putting them at risk for ending up with COVID, then they would feel like, okay, well, then my choice is either I put my life on the line or I just don't vote. That shouldn't even have to be a choice. But another question I have on this here is why does something have to go over to the Supreme Court when it seems like it's just a, uh issue with the the state? I mean, what? Because what is, that's the next level up. Yeah, but it was that strong, well, it was that serious? If it's contested I guess strong so. enough? Yeah. yeah. If the local court mm-hmm. can't resolve it, then whoever is, is um, filing the lawsuit can submit it to the Supreme Court to get a decision from a higher court. Hmm. Wow. That seems ridiculous to me. I mean, let people vote. What's the problem? I think the night that... We're running scared as if we didn't know. The night that election's going to be like the movie The Purge. But I'm saying, who is running scared? Mm -hmm. You know? Wink, wink. Who is running scared? (laughs) You know, I'm I'm, 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 vote. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at the whole picture because, first of all, this is, quote-unquote, the cotton state. So we know what that means. They deal with a lot of agriculture and stuff, but they're considered the cotton state. And their um, their border is Tennessee, redneck, Florida, redneck, Georgia, redneck, Mississippi, Mo, redneck. So mm-hmm. this is why I had to go all the way to the Supreme Court, Papa. This is why. Because the people are trying to fight for, quote, unquote, the sensible people's rights, but you keep knocking us down, saying we can't do X, Y, Z. They should understand that this is a unorthodox way that we have to vote, but we have to vote because of what you said earlier, Red one about, you know, going inside and ventilation and so on, you know. So, hey, I commend those people to continue to fight um, for us yeah. to do what we need to do, you know, get jackass out the office, <laughs> but we're going to yeah. get on that subject a little later. <laughs> okay. It's brutal. It really is. Well, yeah. shout out yeah. to the people in Alabama that's trying to stand for what's right. Because I you know shouldn't have right. all this just to be able to vote. But, you know, Alabama does have a share of white folks, too, though, now. Yeah, they do. I mean, a big share. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be black. I mean, sometimes we think about southern states and we think black people. But Alabama, I've been to Alabama a lot. And Alabama is really predominantly white. It's, it's not, you know, there's there's blacks there, but you know, then you got the whole suppression of, of black folks that continue to live there. You know, they have that, right. mm-hmm. they have that, 
you know, that mentality where they're waving at people all day and all that crap. That's why I can never step my big ass toe past DC because I'm just I just got city written all over my damn face. You know what I mean? I I can never live anywhere other than and not so much the fact I wouldn't want to, but as soon as I go in the country, they're gonna look at my ass and say, "You fucking city slicker, get the fuck out of here." You know, but I because I'm not sitting on the porch and waving at people all fucking nine times a day. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe rides by five times, and I'm waving at Joe five times a damn day, you know. And they do it like they've seen him for the first time. And it's, you know, I mean, I know I'm stereotyping, but, you know what I mean? That whole Southern life and all that old Southern bell shit is just like, it's a lot. please. Well, I just, I just can't maintain it because it seems like a, a play on Broadway so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The outfits and the, the people and the, and the crap and the bullshit and I'm just please fuck all that's that. That's that anyway, city slicker in you. I just I can't I just can't mess with it. I'm well, serious. check this out. I just looked it up, and Alabama, the state of Alabama, has voted Republican in every presidential election since 1980. Yeah, so was, apparently, that's one of the yeah. reasons why they're running scared. That was the Reagan years. Yeah. And I think they've been red, obviously, since 1980. I think they're trying to keep their red status, and that's why they're doing all this crazy stuff. Because you probably have a lot of people who have either finally registered, because like you said, Papa Didi, you had a lot of black people who were there in the whole cotton belt who just never left. And some of them never registered to vote. Or if they did, they haven't voted in a while. Oh yeah, they they. So now you got all these people that are registering or re-registering to vote, and they're concerned that this state may not necessarily go red this time. So they're pulling out every trick they can pull out. Interesting, huh? Yep. Yep. It says they've also done well in the Senate and the House elections. Keeping them red, so. Oh, well. Red, yep. redneck, I guess it all matches. All right. Ooh, okay. All right. Just saying. Just saying. All right, we're going to move on. All right, go on to you, Cattle. What you got? Um, This final presidential debate before this election, I have to say, I mean, it was, it was interesting, uh, and I'm surprised for that. Looked at everything, looked at uh, the whole debate last night. Uh, the second and final showdown, we thought we were going to have a third, but I think Biden said that's it, uh, between, uh, I can't even say it, uh, DT um, and uh, Joe Biden looked much more like a normal debate than the first meeting. Yep, so, but it probably didn't do anything to change the race's trajectory. Amid... Um, of lies from Trump. He hammered Biden for failing to solve problems like institutional um, institutional racism during his time in the Senate and as vice president. He keeps going on about, hey, I've been in office for 47 months, you've been in 47 years and so on, and you haven't done jiggity jack. So um, Biden talked about um, Trump in policy terms, criticizing his handling of the pandemic, of course, and his approach to health care, which he had zilch to talk about. Um, he right. About he has his plan. He has his plan. He's not giving you anything. Uh, also, 
he bashed him about the economy and, and, and immigration also. Um, how there's about over 500 kids still, you know, uh, they're trying to put their um, parents back together, you know, uh, this whole immigration thing. And he, Donald Trump mentioned about the cages that they, um, talking about Biden and um, Obama, President Obama, that they built the cages. I'm like, okay, how long are you going to stay on that? That's not actually accurate, but anyway, go on. Right. Um, Also, um, he he issued falsehoods and personal attacks on um, Joe Biden. He kept talking about his family and how his family is, you know, getting all this money from foreign entities and everything. That that should really piss me off. He's like, that's not true. (laughs) So, um, it was just crazy. But the debate was interesting. And um, the moderator, she did have to turn, um, I believe, uh, Donald Trump's mic off at least once or twice. So, um, he just kept on and on. So, um, did you guys watch the debate last night? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Mm-hmm. What's your take on it? I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, uh-huh. I, well, I'll wait till you're finished, and then I'll tell you what I thought. Oh, no, go ahead. That was basically it. I mean, you know, I, I think pretty much everybody kind of watched the debate and, and got their take on it and, you know, um, the way Biden attacked Donald Trump and vice versa, you know. But, of course, we know um, – the president Donald Trump, he, he, he's all, you know, he's all lies. So, but uh, but what was your take on it? I just felt like, for one, I felt like uh, Biden spent quite a bit of time on the defense, mm-hmm. which you know, on the one hand, is not a bad thing, but I just mm-hmm. feel like he was constantly in the position of having to defend his position. And I didn't feel like Trump ever really had to defend his position, you mm-hmm. know, because sometimes when Trump started speaking, he started throwing questions at Biden like he was the daggone moderator. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, um, Christian, what's her name? Kristen uh, Welk? Welk, whatever. Her, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, the moderator is supposed to be tossing the questions. Why is Trump trying to throw questions at Biden? You know, and I said, and then Biden was feeling, of course, like he needed to answer them. And I felt like it mm-hmm. just kept him on defense so right. much. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and I think, to use a sports metaphor, you can't score. Well, you can, but it's, you score more points when you're on offense. Right. You know, when you're on Biden, defense, you don't make anything happen point-wise unless you take the ball. Right. I agree. But I think Biden no. he really didn't get into his own until almost at the end because he started talking about the American people and what we wanted, what we needed. You know, they were going right. back and forth for a while, but Biden finally talked to, you know, the, the American people. He looked at the screen and talked to American people. That was powerful. So But did you see how other, it did you see how it pissed yeah. Trump off when he did? <laughs> of course. Of course, sure. He just turned biter and more yellow. He was like, yeah. "What are you talking about? People sitting at the kitchen table and all of that? What are you? What are you talking about? Why do you say?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's because Joe Biden shows more concern and empathy 
for people, right. which Trump right. doesn't know how to do that. No, he does not. He um, he uh, it's funny too because um, Biden called him Abraham Lincoln. He told me he's non-racist person in his room, um, uh. and then the things he's done more than way back with Abraham Lincoln. So Biden, unfortunately, called him, he called Abraham Lincoln. He said, why are you calling me Abraham Lincoln? That was funny at that particular time. But it was like, you keep comparing yourself to Abe Lincoln. So I guess Biden said, yeah, I got confused. But, uh, yeah. But what's your take on it, Baba? I mean, what did you take from it? I just, I just took the fact that, you know, Trump, and I've, I've dealt with people like this, you know, couple females, you know, as far as coworkers, just classic bullies, you know what I mean? I mean, when you're a bully and you got the aggression and you have all that, you, you know, when you say stuff knowing that you ain't worth a damn and you're going to say some stuff to somebody that's less than what it is you have performed or that you have showed and a person that has a good heart really can't come out and you know, and I've been in that position before where bullies were around me, and they're just talking and kissing. You know, the, well, let me let me define the meaning of bully. Bully means that a person that's a bully is arrogant as hell and only respects authority. That means that they're throwing all kind of arrogance around all day long to their coworkers and everybody, but when the boss comes in, the tongue goes right up the boss's ass. Automatically, I mean, automatic. If you look at a bully, the only time they calm down in the office, not around the coworkers, because they're slapping them around all day. And the biggest thing a bully does also is is talk without thinking. They just blow it out of their mouth without even thinking about what they're about to say, because they feel like they're so they're going to hit you back with arrogance. Arrogant, but the, the the key to arrogance is that if you're going to be arrogant, you got to be perfect. Because the, the worst thing a bully can do or an arrogant person can do is fucking apologize. Because mm-hmm. now you're like a complete asshole because you were an asshole during your whole evolution of being an asshole. Now you got to apologize with an asshole disposition, and that's the most embarrassing thing they could do. But Trump has this, getting back to him, he has that classic, classic level of being a bully. And he just, and, and Biden can't match that. And he shouldn't match it because it's too much. It takes too much energy. I think last night that Trump sucked the energy out of Biden last night with all the the crap. And and Biden was like, you know what, man, this is our last debate. I'm not even trying to defend this stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Talking to you is like talking to a wall. Talking to you is like talking to a bumbling idiot. And but he's he's on camera. But the one thing I took away from that whole thing last night which everybody should take heed to, is that when Jill came out, she hugged him. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't know what the fuck Trump and his wife is doing. <laughs> that shit was no hug. There was no embracing. There was no fucking <laughs> pussy up. Nothing. There was nothing. I'm, I'm telling you. And then they, had, they right, actually looked right. over They actually looked over at Jill and said, oh, my God, because when Jill came in, boom, pussy right up against the dick. But boom. You know, like it wasn't shit. You know, a straight up hug, right to your husband, wife, yeah, a bam. body to body, body to body contact, squeezing, he grabbing her back, natural instinct. Fucking old girl, she's like, you know, she looks like a little a Martian zombie and shit. And she stands up next to him. She, she's all protocol. He stands there, then they look at that, and you can't tell me that that Trump don't have no affection. All the scallywags he done ran up in. 
Okay. All the baby mama drama that man got all the. I mean, you can run him down. He got three baby mamas. He's got the the, the porn stars. That man done. Damn, he didn't. He didn't. He ran up into how many women in his life? And now you go to the pier with your mm-hmm. wife there. She's but a. But that's a good observation. Oh, that that was obvious. Melania came up on that stage. Yeah. And she had her mask on. They looked so uncomfortable. They were like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me see. Take my hand. Okay, well, I'm going to hold protocol. your hand. Yeah, hold it was my protocol. hand. They, they were fumbling and you, around. And if you ain't kissing and hugging up on stage like that, then you're not doing that under a normal base. Right. And that's right. the mm-hmm. right there. What the hell's up with that? And how, how much older? Natural. My question, too, is how? what is the age difference between Trump's wife and his daughter? What is their What is their age difference? Somebody I know it's, pull it's that not up. that long. I, I mean, not far. I definitely ain't that far because... She still looks very young, and look at her daughter. They got to be two, three years apart at the most. I mean, but it's very interesting, you know. And when you, and despite all the stuff we talk about politics, the biggest thing I saw was Jill ran up to Biden and just hugged her man and was like, straight up, we're in a relationship. That crap they was in, like two people sleeping in twin beds in a in a room, you know. It was, it was you know, but that, that's the biggest thing I saw. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. I don't, I don't, well, I Melania is fifty, and Ivanka is thirty-eight. Yeah. So it's not far. Yeah. About 12, 12 years. Yeah, about twelve. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. that's a brother and sister age, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting, though. I, mm-hmm. I tell you what, and I'm gonna get off of that topic. Yeah, we need. To the one that Trump says, I've done more for the black oh, people God. We, yeah, we're gonna than get any on that. other yeah. president. I'm like, dude, Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get back on that. Because, that, yeah, that's, uh, that's oh, I'm going to talk about that. That is so on that whole black thing. Because, okay, uh, all right. I'm going to move on to SARS. Yeah, that black thing is going to be, you know. I want to talk about SARS. I've been reading about this because I kept hearing it, and I was like, wait, SARS? You talking about, like, the virus? When I first heard People talking about SARS, I thought they were talking about, you remember like when bird flu came out and then it was something called SARS? And at first I thought that's what they were talking about. But this whole end SARS hashtag that's been going around, is it has to do with a movement going on in the motherland in Nigeria. So what's been going on is that the president of Nigeria is not acknowledging the massive protests that are going on and the people in Nigeria that are being slaughtered. And it is almost like a mirror situation to what's going on here in the U.S. with the Black Lives Matter movement. So you got uh, Nigeria's president, uh, Muhammadu Buhari. He got on TV in Nigeria on yesterday in what they called a rare televised address, saying that um, a bunch of stuff he was saying, but one of the things he said in his address is he just vaguely mentioned the ongoing developments, but he was referencing the protest. He's not even coming right out and saying the youth in Nigeria are protesting SARS. Now, what SARS is, well, let me just finish this. So um, he was saying that he was calling for the youth to discontinue the street protest, and he didn't say anything about the fact, and this is a fact, that the security forces have killed people in the streets in broad daylight 
in front of cameras, and they don't care. They just do what they want to do. And this is uh, some of this is the Nigerian military. The, the Nigerian military has opened fire on thousands of people that were peacefully protesting. Now, does that not sound like what's happening right here? You got the military open fire on peaceful protesters. So, so far that we know of, they've killed at least 12 people and injured hundreds of others. But everybody is seeing it. The rest of the world, everybody is seeing what's going on in Nigeria. Now, SARS stands for, S-A-R-S stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. Now, this group, SARS, was created because allegedly there were so many robberies and, you know, burglaries, all this kind of stuff going on. So the government in Nigeria came up with this squad that they called SARS to go out and combat all the robberies, burglaries, etc. The problem is they gave these people too many, uh, what should I call it, privileges, I guess, these people were out here, no uniform, unmarked vehicles. So if they come up on you, you don't know who they are. You just feel like you're just getting jacked up by some random person. And the thing is that they were given such wide berth to basically do whatever to whomever, whenever, and however. You cannot run a government that way. You cannot police that way. And as a result... People were being profiled. So I watched video of different protesters and different citizens of Nigeria saying they were, pro I mean, they were uh, picked up by SARS police forces or whatever they call them, SARS, for things like having an iPhone. Because they're looking at people like, oh, you have an iPhone, you have money. Where did you get that money? You must be a criminal. And that's their logic. They're like, oh, you got flashy clothes. You got dreadlocks. You've got tattoos. You must be involved in some criminal situation, so we're going to arrest you, and we're going to take you to, to the police precinct, and we're going to beat you up, beat you down, and make you confess to wherever you allegedly got this money from to buy whatever it is that they, you know, accuse you of having. People had decent vehicles, a nice car. They say you must be a criminal. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we deal with as black people in America. I personally mm. have been stopped when I was driving a decent vehicle once in a in a southern state, and a cop pulled us over and wanted license registration. We gave the information, and then they're going to ask, is this car rented? I'm like, what? you just looked at the license and the registration. You don't see the name on the registration? Why are you asking me, is this a rental? Why are you harassing us like this? You know, but this is the same crap that's going on in Nigeria. And basically the young people in Nigeria are saying, we're not putting up with it anymore. So the president of Nigeria decided, okay, everybody's mad about SARS. We're going to get rid of SARS. But instead of him just disbanding it, he basically just put a whole new outfit on it. You know, it's like, okay, instead of wearing blue, why don't y'all wear red and call it something different? But it's the same people. So he says he's disbanding SARS like around the earlier part of, of last week. 
Now they're calling it SWAT. But the problem is the same people who were out here jacking up innocent citizens are part of SWAT. So it's the same thing all over again. So you got okay, people I'm, being I'm, killed in the street. I'm a little confused. So you're saying SARS is an organization like Black Lives Matter or they're the police? No, SARS is the police force that the Nigerian government came up with, this undercover oh. kind of unmarked, unlabeled police gotcha. force. Okay. They're out here okay. extorting money from people. If they think you got some money, they try to take it from you whenever they feel like it. So okay. the president said, we're going to get rid of SARS, and then we'll put SWAT in its place. But they're putting the same people that were part of SARS in place of what was SARS. Now they want to call it SWAT. So bottom line is that the people are going to keep protesting until they feel like they're getting justice. So mm-hmm. that's the whole history of it, long, short version of it in a nutshell. That's what's happening mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Wow. I think we got a bad. Go to somebody else's country. Wow. Yeah, they're going mm-hmm. through a lot of the same stuff that we're dealing with right here. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. All right. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And, and press, press one. 1 to get in the queue. Yeah. So if you guys want to talk about something, give us a call. Um, I guess we're going to take a little CC break and get um, to the hit and quit it headlines. All right. The we'll be back party. on the other side of the break. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating? I know you yeah, guys aren't doing this part without me. Show with the Pajama Party. Did you tell everybody that? Um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. we don't have time for all that. Oh, she could sing. Oh. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, Kettle. It's time to hit them and quit them. All right. Well, guys, hold on. China threatens retaliation over U.S.-Taiwan arms sales. Okay, seems like China's getting mad because we're selling uh, ammunition and guns and things to Taiwan. Um China on Thursday threatened to make a legitimate and necessary retaliation over the U.S. sale of $1 billion worth of missiles to Taiwan as Beijing becomes increasingly strident over its claims to be the self-ruled island. So the U.S. State Department said on Wednesday it had approved the sale of 135 air-to-ground missiles to Taiwan to move uh, Taipei's um, defense ministry um, said would build its combat capability. Okay, so they're trying to build them up. Uh, Democrat and self-ruled Taiwan lives under a constant threat of invasion 
by uh, China, whose leaders view the island as part of their territory. Okay, going back and forth, territory. China's foreign ministry on Thursday accused the U.S. of violating agreements signed by Beijing and Washington in the 70s, establishing diplomatic relations between the two governments. Okay, so they said the sale is sending a very wrong signal to um, separatism uh, forces uh, advocating for Taiwan independence and mm. seriously damages China-U.S. relations ministry. Um, that's what they're saying in, in this um, last uh, press briefing. So, um, like I said, you guys better hold on because hopefully we're not going to get no retaliation. I hope not. But China, from what I've been hearing and seeing, they're beefing up their uh, military forces. So um, I just hope we don't no bombs no time soon I, I, I really do yeah so. yeah hopefully that won't turn into something yeah I hope we not. already got a pandemic going on now we got to worry about war and all that so um yeah but I'm quite sure if something happens I'm I'm quite sure we, we better be ready that's all I'm saying we better be ready true mm-hmm. so. all right All right, I got one for you. Uh, Middle school, this is a middle school in Ohio, and this is a public middle school. They've been caught giving uh, students extra credit assignments for watching right-wing videos from this group called PragerU. It's a right-wing website that produces clips of talking head videos with people like Candace Owens, Okay, and if you're not familiar with Candace Owens, look her up, if you dare. She's she's a nut. But Candace Owens and this guy, Ben Shapiro, talking about very conservative uh, points of view and whatnot, they have titles that these kids, and these are middle school kids, being indoctrinated with all this right-wing stuff. Videos about things like build the wall and why the right was right and the left ruins everything conservatives are the real environmentalists, and the Ferguson lie. So I guess they feel like everything that happened in Ferguson, Missouri, was all a lie, and they have a video about that. And they're putting this, the school in in, uh, Ohio was putting this information out to the kids as an assignment. So it turns out one of the kids came home, told a parent about it. The parent was like, not on my watch and pull their child out of the class. So finally the administration decided, okay, well, we're just going to pull all of that out of our curriculum. And, you know, I'm just glad somebody found out about it. And I, I just, it's concerning because it's one thing to teach children about government and how the government works. It's a whole other thing when you start giving them assignments to get credit for, to show them a bunch of, whether it's left-wing, right-wing, middle-wing, whatever-wing videos, that's problematic. So I'm putting this particular school, it's, um, I'm trying to find the name of it, Maumee Mal- City Schools. I'm putting them on the kiss it list. So that's all I have on that. Uh, Papa Didi, you're up next. But, yeah, I'm going to put this school on the kiss-it list, Malmi 
public schools. Where is that located? It's, um, I saw that somewhere. It's not too far from one of the major cities in Ohio. I don't recall. It's in Ohio. Yeah, it's in Ohio. Hmm. That's a damn shame. But the Ferguson lie, really? What you got, Papa? Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Trump's, well, Trump's campaign has warned about the videotaping voters dropping off uh, mail ballots. Uh, let's see. Trump's campaign spent some time last week uh, surveillance and, and videotaping voters dropping off mail ballots in the uh, Philadelphia City Hall. Prompting some switch, switch putbacks from uh, Pennsylvania's top prosecutors. Now, the whole situation is here. You know, I'd rather explain this here more than read it. As I said, I don't know whether Trump, I think Trump is definitely, most of his money, the reason why they, when it comes to campaign money, Trump is paying a lot of money under the table, a lot, a lot of outward money. You know, they always say elections, they have street money, where politicians used to go around and just give out money for people that are promoting their cause, you know. This goes back a, a long time. And being Trump has the age he has, he's able to take on that same concept. That's for all these people that are, Work, the people that's working for him to, you know, suppress stuff, they're getting paid, mm. you know, because I'm telling you, there's such a slush out there. You know, if you think back to the Eddie Murphy movie where when he, that movie Distinguished Gentlemen, mm-hmm. where they were hustling this stuff first, you know, and uh, old girl, what's her name, Shirley uh, Roth, remember she was I remember. Inga from Sweden and all that jazz, and he, he pulled a meeting together and say, you know, we're in the wrong business. We need to go to D.C. where the streets are paved with gold, you know? I mean, these guys have already signed off on the stimulus packages where they're taking cuts on that, the wall, the money for the wall. Trump has plenty of money. You got to understand, Trump has been conniving money and embezzling money in buildings and stuff for years. That big old conglomerate, remember Atlantic City, the Trump Taj Mahal, but all that gaudy Stuff in there in, in Atlantic City. I mean, Trump has always been able to manipulate money, and, and you know, and, it, and he hasn't stopped. Now he's in there in, the, in Milk and Honey, D.C. That's what's going on now. So to pay all these people around the world to do, when I say I don't mean a payday, all these people come from different foundations, and these these foundations are going to be, you know, paid off at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Believe me. I mean, I, it's going it's going to shock you how this how this uh, election is going to turn out, you know. I mean, because it's it's like, I mean, the corruption started early. Everything you hear now crop up with people doing stuff. Trump had his finger on that pulse for the last couple of years. I mean, because for one, with all the impeachment, he's hasn't been able to get his stuff off at all. He's been preoccupied with everything, you know. And then come Monday, they're going to vote this lady in. I mean, and what they're doing is like clockwork. They're being such bullies, and nobody's getting in their way. That's the the whole interesting part of things. But, I mean, as it would be, you know, God don't like ugly, so they can't take that extremist too far because I don't just think God would have it. You know, God raised this world as a, as a balancing act, and something's going to give after a while. Yeah. It's going to give because it's not, you know, this world is, is going to be destroyed by God's terms, not not by somebody man-made, because Trump is only, you know, Trump reminds me of Kris Kringle and Santa Claus, you know, the difference in the two, you know. 
Ebenezer Scrooge and things like that. Trump has a shelf life like anybody else. Anything you got in your freezer, in your pantry, expiration dates on your pills, your medicine, Trump has a shelf life, you know. And what's what happens to him once his time passes or his 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 whole situation? Nobody. We, there's been some great people that done some great things that have passed on, you know. I mean, uh, Thurgood Marshall, Martin Luther King. These are great people that passed on whether they were assassinated or died of natural causes, whatever. But, man, once Trump falters and falls off of his pedestal, man, could you imagine a domino effect? Because nobody nobody has that type of venom like he has. He's the king cobra of everything. He always had the money to back him up, the lawyers to back him up, the crap to back him up, his little chickadees on the side, you know what I mean? All his drama... And he got into this particular job, which is a freak of nature. But he just he, he blew the dog whistle. People came out. Things got crazy, illegal stuff. The Russians stepped in, and he couldn't believe he won his damn self. Mm-hmm. But now that he's in, all the people he picked, but how can you say, like, I only want to get close to what I'm about to say because I'm, I'm definitely saying before it's popping, that thing on black people. Whew. That is so got to what be. happened in Philly now? Well, Philly, they, they were doing, they were taking videos and stuff of people and who who was voting for stuff. And people were intimidated. They're trying to intimidate people, so they were all up by city hall with all these videos right up in people's face. Hmm. So these people are just arrogant. They're arrogant, 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 and and people that don't battle arrogance are people that don't want to go to jail. You know, most of the time nowadays, most people have come to the senses that it's not worth robbing a bank. It's not worth selling drugs, have people knock at your door buying a nickel bag, a dime bag. I'm not trying to get busted for no bullshit, you know? Your friends say, come on, man, let's go steal a car. Nah, nah man, I'm going to sit this one out. Mm. You know what I mean? People come to their senses that going to jail is not a fucking a, a recreational sport anymore, you know? Right. So when these, when these people come up and videotape them and everything... They're kind of saying, get the get, get camera out of my face. I mean, they're gonna, not going to punch them or hit them because they got to go home to their families. They got to go work the next day. If you got any kind of life and any kind of future, you're just going to move on. You ain't going to deal with that bullshit. Mm. You know, you want to live to see another day, especially during a pandemic and everything else is going on. But these people here, they just, they're just crazy. I mean, Trump is dealing with some of the most emptiest poor white trash you can imagine. It's almost like kamikaze uh pilots that just flew right into the ship, you know? Yeah. It just, you know, it, it, I'm telling you, it's the ignorance is off the of chain. It, they're ignorant. They're ignorant. And he has to talk to his base all the time because he's so damn stupid that you got to keep throwing that subliminal message in their head. Oh, he's going to another rally. He's going to another rally. He's like, he's like Steve Harvey going to another comedy show. You know, he Steve Harvey's going to the show because that's his fans buying his ticket. I got to keep him laughing so I can live another year by making him laugh again. And that's how he's rolling with this base. It's like, but they, but he talks ignorant conversations to them, and they sit back and ah, lock her up, lock her up, and all this stupid shit. And I'm like, wow. All right. So anyway, we'll leave that alone. But yeah, that's what they're doing. So watch yourself on voting day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. My, I got Good the next morning. one. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, a judge dismissed the third-degree murder charge. Um, the guy on the um, Derek Shaven on the uh, the George Floyd um, 
uh, that case. Dropped it down to second degree charges remain. So, so um, what? Following yep, following this development, the governor Tim Walz activated the Minnesota National Guard in the greater metro area as quote unquote precautionary steps in light of the developments in the um, this George Floyd case. Um, he's talking. He, we've taken precautionary steps of asking the Minnesota National Guard to prepare to help ensure safety for Minnesotans. All right. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, three other former officers, uh, they were uh, charged with um, aiding and abetting second-degree murder. All three had requested to have charges against them dismissed, but the judge um, he ruled against it. Of course. Uh, Second-degree second murder is the traditional murder charge that's been filed against um, Shaven, while second-degree manslaughter is the most common charge used against officers in deadly force. Why is that? Because they're cops? You know, I'm like, Sounds what? Like it. Yeah. So um, it goes on to say third-degree murder is a rarely used statute in Minnesota. According to Minnesota law, murder in the third degree is committed when there isn't intent or um, premeditation. A typical use of the third degree murder charge would be used against a person who fired a gun in a crowd or drove through crowded sidewalk. Interesting. It's rarely used in central Minnesota? I mean, here we go with that bullshit again. This. <laughs> Redneck it just never stops. It never stops. I know, I know. So oh. uh, the Floyd uh, family attorney, you know, Benjamin Crump, he also released a statement expressing the family's confidence in the um, prosecutor. We are uh, gratified that the court preserved eight of the nine charges, including the more serious second-degree charge um, in which we expect a conviction. Yep. So we'll okay. see. I mean, you know, All the right. video's clear evidence, so we'll see. All right. I got one last one for you that is good news for a change. And then, Kettle, we're going to come to you right after this with the cocktail of the week. So get ready. I've got one about a tweet about a 102-year-old woman who, when she went to vote, it went viral. A tweet showing a 102-year-old woman moments after casting her vote for the upcoming election went viral on Wednesday morning of this week, and it caught the attention of quite a few people, including our president for life, Barack Obama. The tweet from Dr. Quentin Eumanes, who's a physician at Northwestern Memorial Hospital, showed a photo of his 102-year-old great-aunt sitting in the car after voting with her little sticker on that said, I voted. And he went on to say in his tweet that at 102 years old, my great-aunt, born in the year of the last great pandemic, made her way to the ballot box to cast her vote. If she can do it, you can too. So for anybody out there who was thinking they wouldn't, weren't going to vote, get out and vote. If she can get out and vote, you can too. Uh, her name is Aura Smith, and this was in South Carolina. She says that she realizes how important it is for her voice to be heard. And she went on to say that when she was born, neither women nor African Americans could legally vote. 
so she understands that it is a privilege to exercise her right to vote. Wow. So, mm. yeah, shout amen out to, to her. They got mm-hmm. out and did her thing. I know that's right. All right. All Hopefully right. Other people will follow suit. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Well, they 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 putting the ad, ad advertisement out there for folks to get out there and vote. If you don't, that's on you. So, yeah, you know. it is. But, if you uh, don't like the well, results and you didn't vote, then it's your fault. Right. So if you want to change it, go out there and vote. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Even look, even Time changed their logo. They put vote on there instead of Time magazine. So. You know, you're picking up oh, uh, really? this vote. Yes, this vote magazine, but that's the Time magazine. Everybody knows the format, the little border, the red border around it. So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Time so. magazine. Uh, all right. That's what I, and they got the little uh, uh, face covering, too. So, you know, I guess okay. they're going to look back in about 10 years from now and be like, damn, I had to wear face covering. <laughs> so, it's going to be <laughs> Gotta get it to in. Yeah. All right. Well, this cocktail is for uh, what's the young lady? What's the young lady's name? Uh, One hundred and two. <laughs> Her name is Aura Smith. Okay. All right, Miss Smith. This is for you. It's called the Kiwi Envy. It's a fruity gin cocktail. Um, so, we, uh, two ounces of your favorite gin. Mine is Bombay Sapphire. Uh, it could be two and a half if you want a little more gin, but two ounces of the your favorite gin. Three-fourths ounces of elder flower liqueur, which is a flowery liqueur. Uh, one kiwi peel, a half an ounce of fresh lime juice, a half an ounce of simple syrup, and also top it off with sparkling water and um, a slice of uh, kiwi to garnish. So we're going to add the mm. kiwi fruit to a cocktail shaker and muddle that. Add gin, elderflower liqueur, lime juice, and temple syrup, and top with ice and shake to about 10 seconds. Strain into a tall cocktail glass filled with ice, and top with sparkling water and garnish with a kiwi slice. Sounds delicious. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And that's called again, what is it? The uh, Kiwi Envy. All right. All right. Thank you, Kettle. Merci beaucoup. You're welcome. And the cocktail of the week is brought to you by our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. We do appreciate that. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're coming back with the world famous Papa Didi and What's Poppin'? Right on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com, click the banner, and you can join us online, or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. 
And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's now time for Papa Didi and what's popping. So, uh, Papa right. Didi. You know, it's so poppin'? much. It's so, it's so much. So much. Man, so much. I tell you. It, Break it we down. Can't even, we can't even put enough. You know, and I had so many ideals of what to speak on tonight. And one just kept trumping the other. And one, to, for lack of a damn better word. You know, one kept over overriding the other. But the main thing I'm going to talk about is uh, is the way Trump talks about this black thing, man. I'm like, Phew. I'm trying to figure out. Now, here's a man who's been rolling in, in, in white dough his whole life, rolling in whiteness his whole life. He got the nerve to be up on stage talking about how much he knows black people. If I hear him say black people one more time, I'm going to fucking scream. My black people. I've done more for black people. Black people, black people. First of all, your administration is all white. Everybody that walks through the halls of the White House is white. The only person you got is that crazy ass, what's that boy's name? Carlson? Ben Carson. Now, this man used to be a fucking brain surgeon. He'd been reduced down to a, a, what is he, a superintendent like the man on Good Times? With all the keys on his, yeah, Secretary of Housing. So we'll call him, uh, we'll call him the the, the guy on the uh, Good Times that carried all the cheat the keys on his belt. He's the the, the building, the building. What was his name? Booker. Booker. Yeah, we'll call him. The, he's the he's the the building superintendent. You know, and this man used to be a brain surgeon, and he'd been reduced to bullshit. He he should be the the uh, surgeon general. But, I mean, you know, what gets me, too, and, and when he talks about how black people this and black people that, that transpires to all that poor white trash that he's talking to. So they get in their minds that they know us so goddamn well. And all of a sudden, they start looking at us like the, the way they look at us now is the way that Trump talks about us. They think that we going home to some type of wherever. Oh, and then the black community, the neighborhood, like we all live in the same fucking, uh, on, on the same uh, cul-de-sac some damn where. Or we all living in the same project building. Or we live, man, we are scattered throughout this world in all kind of venues, living in all kind of circumstances, from one bedroom apartments to fucking mansions and everything in between. So who the hell say that you got the right to talk about what you think we are, who you think we are, and we he couldn't really bring people on at part of his cabinet because the ears wouldn't even allow it. There is so much racial talk in that White House between remember the other ones was there in the beginning, Bannon and all them? All that whiteness in the beginning that had to go up out of there. Imagine black people being there hearing all that crap in the beginning with Bannon, I, mean, I don't have the names of the people in front of me. The ones that all got indicted that he had to uh, pardon, yeah. all those crooks. You should, I'm sure every word come out of their mouth is on a racial level. So he knew we can't bring blacks in here because y'all talk too damn white, and we would we all be fired. You know, so he had to keep that. But, you, I mean, that's the one thing Biden should have said. But you can't say what Biden should have said because, like I said earlier, 
when a person is a bully, it just exhausts you. I'm sure Biden is is done with the whole debate thing because Trump could be very exhausting with the lies and the he's full of puff air. All he does all day is just puff like he's got a built-in helium machine that he just keeps pumping and pumping. It comes out with rude shit. And even and then when he gets to his, his uh, the different banquets, man, he's up there like Richard Pryor. Dad, he got they got saying. As soon as he says one thing, they say lock her up. Dad, lock her up, lock her up, lock. Oh yeah, kill her, kill her, kill her, kill her. I mean, he's he's like, damn. He, you think he was subject to entertainer? He's got the whole move, the whole white ring situation. He's got him like puppets on a string. But I, you can only hold people like that when you are imposing the intelligence that they have. They have no natural intelligence. It's almost like a cult that he is distributing through a microphone. And it's just unbelievable how he's rolling on this. And and like I said, I'm going to close on this. When you keep talking about black people, you don't know black people worth a shit. You don't know who, what we are, where we live, how we live, whatever. You you keep talking about anything they say they got to do with the police, uh, first responders. All this stuff is in lieu for us. You had a nerve to talk to Biden about the crime bill when hell look the way you talk about what you going to do with you 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 wanted to lock up the football players for kneeling mm-hmm. I mean damn you the one that's suppressing black people I'm telling you listen with the third ear and see with the third eye that's all I got to say on that it is. anyway all right <laughs> All right, he's a good one, Papa. Mm-hmm. Papa Diddy ain't playing tonight. That microphone is coming out of your chat. I ain't scared of you, mother. Anyway, drop the mic. Yeah, just watch Ooh. this stuff. Just watch this stuff. Yeah. You know, just be yeah. be conscious. Be conscious. Be conscious. Don't 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 go out there in a dream world thinking life is so good because it's not. You're being surveillance. You're being overseen. You know you're being and then you're being but you're being overseen by idiots, by trash, man, by uneducated people that are being led like a puppeteer. You know, so just be careful. You know, it's the Pied Piper. Truly, truly, Pied Piper. And the ant, the what are the rat, the rat mm-hmm. was marching. And I told you when he falters, it's all going to cave in. You, Donald Trump Jr. going to take over? Shit, that idiot. I love I love the way Saturday Night Live. I love weeks. the way Saturday Night Live depicts him <laughs> and his brother. That shit's funny, ain't it? Tweedledee and Tweedledee. Lord have mercy, Eric and Trump Jr. Anyway, all right. Anyway, we'll move on. All right, Kevin, let's, what are we doing now? We're going to lighten it up, up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, the first Papa one. Yeah, got line. heavy. All right. It's all good. I got some weird ones for you. I've got a wildlife trapper dons a disguise to capture an aggressive turkey. We got an aggressive turkey that was terrorizing a California neighborhood for months, was captured by a wildlife expert who disguised herself as an elderly woman to trick the turkey. They named this turkey Gerald. So Gerald the turkey who frequently was sighted in Oakland, was causing the city's uh, Morcom Rose Garden to be closed to visitors during the summer, 
was finally captured on yesterday by Rebecca Demtrick. That's, that's how I'm going to pronounce her name, Demtrick. She's the director of the Wildlife Emergency Services. Demtrick said she disguised herself as an old woman for the operation after Oakland Animal Services personnel reported that Gerald the turkey preferred to attack the frail and the elderly. Is that a shame? This turkey's going after the frail and the elderly people. She said, I baited him in with blueberries, kibble, and sunflower seeds. And then her husband ran down to the truck, so she was alone with the turkey, and she baited him in to charging at her. And as soon as she got a good opening, she grabbed him by the scruff of his neck in a way that did not harm the bird, and they were able to catch him. And she said after being at this for about five months, to be on the other side and know now that the turkey is in the wild. So they didn't put him in a cage. They took him from, you know, harassing people up there in, um, what city did I say? Oakland from being up there in Oakland harassing the old people and the frail people, and now they've released him out into the wild. So shout out to Gerald Turkey. Stop harassing elderly people, Gerald. I'm going to have to put him on the kissing list. Oh, Lord. Put the turkey on the kissing list. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, A man wins $2 million after mistakenly buying extra lottery tickets. How can you mistakenly, you know, buy lottery tickets? Dearborn Heights, Michigan. Okay. And what most people would consider a lucrative mistake, a Detroit area man who accidentally bought an extra lottery ticket has won um, two $1 million jackpots. Samir Mazahim, 56, of Dearborn Heights, said he was saving numbers on a lottery app after buying a $2 ticket for the June 9th Mega Millions game. He then realized that he had purchased a second ticket with the same numbers. So he says, I was a little bummed, but but uh, didn't think much about it. So until he recently logged onto the app and found he had won two $1 million winners. He wow. goes on to say, I, I couldn't believe it was real. Um, it took several days for the reality to set in. And my mistake had paid off um, for the tune of $2 million. So he recently claimed his prize and plans to buy a new house and save the rest. All right, Michigan, you probably can buy a $100,000 house. Gee. Mm-hmm. I know he's not mad now. Mm-mm. That's nice. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi. Yeah, my weird news is a, a pumpkin squash comp- uh, competition at the annual way-off. Uh, this is the uh, in San Francisco. Being cropped up at home due to the pandemic paid handsomely for a Minnesota uh, horticulture teacher who used extra time to uh, constantly water and feed his massive pumpkin that recently won uh, this year's, uh, it's called the Half Moon Bay pumpkin contest in California. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Travis Ginger of uh, Anarch, Minnesota. Minnesota. Spent a lot of free time at home in his pumpkin patch in the backyard, warding his plants up to 10 times a day 
and feeding it with fertilizer at least twice a day. That's how, the, that's how them damn things get big like that? I guess. Water and fertilizer, huh? Okay, Granger, he's 40 years old, uh, then drove his uh, gigantous uh, pumpkin for 35 hours to see if his hard work paid what? off. At the, uh, He was registered to compete in the 47th Annual World Championship Pumpkin Way Off in Half Moon uh, Bay, which is in San Francisco, where he came in at uh, 2,350 pounds. Excuse me? Wait, he drove this pumpkin from Minnesota yeah, to San Francisco. It doesn't say whether he had a truck, a rig, or whatever, but anyway, yeah. And how much did it weigh? 2,350 pounds. He won first that's place. That's over two tons, over one ton. A ton yeah. is 2,000 yeah. pounds, right? Yeah, okay, so that's over a ton. He must have towed it or something. Anyway. Ooh. All right, he was nervous. He was a nervous wreck because he said with every bump of the road, he kept thinking, is it going to make it? Is it going to crack open and, and not be eligible? <laughs> he finally got he got finally got to the weigh-in, and it was the last one. So he said, oh, my gosh, this has been incredible. And uh, after the weigh-in, he uh, came in first place, and he won $16,450, or $7 a pound is what they paid. Now I wonder how much did he spend to drive that thing out there. Shit, to get sixteen thousand, that was worth the trip. Anyway, his pumpkin was the second heaviest to ever weigh uh, in the last forty years in California. The biggest one to ever weighed was in two thousand eighteen, where uh, this one was twenty five hundred pounds. Mm. So, but the real champion is in Europe, in Germany, in two thousand sixteen, where that one weighed twenty six hundred pounds. Because he he was these a, things that big? well they say you gotta water him and fertilize him and uh, who knows what else he's doing you know yeah I was gonna say they doing something else <laughs> yeah but crazy. some of them pumpkins they get they get crazy but then they're so lumpsided and lumpy and yeah they'd be crazy, crazy looking crazy looking and oh my god it's a freak of nature <laughs> I mean I've seen pumpkin patches you know wow. in, in a rural area of Jersey. It's, they're amazing. You ever mm-hmm. been pumpkin patch? No, I have not. Oh my God! It's just a, it's just a bunch of orange pumpkins everywhere. <laughs> I mean, everywhere they grow like watermelons grow the same way. It's yeah, really I guess that's a, true. It's basically yeah. a squash, you know, in all actuality. Yeah. With a circular form and a large form, and and they use a lot of that miracle grow stuff, and they mm. constantly throwing that in the soil and constantly watering, and it just. You know, I ain't got time to be looking at that shit that long. No. I'll grow some tomatoes and some green peppers or something. Call it a day. But And who eats pumpkin? I mean, what do you do at the end of the day once you grow it? I mean, it's not. That's a good question. Other yeah. than a pumpkin pie, what you going to do with it? Yeah, and with a one-ton pumpkin? Yeah, but is it any good after you done had it and drove it around and everything? And you still, you know. <laughs> well, it was worth 16000 and, <laughs> and what landfill will take that shit? <laughs> you said you didn't take it to six landfills, saying, Can I throw this away? Hell no, get that thing out of here. What is that? Garbage or trash? You don't know what is recycled, garbage or damn trash. Anyway. I don't know. But anyway. All right. Well, that wraps up the weird news for this week. Uh, let's see. Let's take a CC break and do that. All right. And okay. Come back with. And yes, we will. Oh, yeah, I'll be ready. We'll be back with red wine, what I'm just saying. 
on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to uh, continue the show with the segment by uh, Red Wine. It's called I'm Just Saying. Uh, take it away, Red Wine. All right, tonight I'm just saying something is fishy. Something is fishy, and I'm not talking about down at the wharf. There is something fishy about Daniel Cameron. Now, if you don't know Daniel Cameron, he is the Kentucky Attorney General who dragged his feet seeking charges against the police officers who murdered, in cold blood, Breonna Taylor. Now, when the grand jury indicted only one of the four officers, not for murdering Breonna Taylor, but for endangering the lives of the good white folks next door, We knew something was fishy, I'm just saying. But one of the grand jurors sued Cameron to demand the release of the grand jury transcript because Cameron threw the jury under the bus and misrepresented the circumstances surrounding the whole process. Cameron's potential handling of the evidence in the case then came into serious question. Now, a judge turned around and granted this anonymous juror the right to speak publicly on the case because he had to go to a judge to get permission. The judge said, cool, you can go ahead and talk. Okay, so once that happened, uh, Cameron then turned around and filed a motion to try to keep all the grand jury files secret. Now, his argument was that it was an issue of security and safety for everybody involved, you know, that that was his argument for saying, I, I need to keep all these records secret. He said it's an issue of safety and the lives of some of the people involved in this case will be in danger if this stuff gets out. Now, I'm going to pause for a side eye right there, okay? Meanwhile, Breonna Taylor is dead and the officers that killed her are still walking around free with no murder charges. I'm just saying, something is fishy. Now, what is Daniel Cameron hiding? That's the question. Is he just too scared to upset Massa? 
Is that the problem? Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to put these good white folks in jail for murdering a colored woman? Is that the problem? Is he trying to hold on to his house Negro job, even above the cost of justice for Brianna? I'm just saying, something is fishy. Now, someone once said, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Y'all ever heard that saying? All skin folk ain't kin folk. Daniel Cameron is a poster child for that saying. This Bama was uh, endorsed by the Kentucky Fraternal Order of Police when he was running for attorney general there in Kentucky. So I guess that means what? He belongs to the FOP? You better believe he does. Okay, I'm just saying, something's fishy. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Daniel Cameron comes from the Mitch McConnell plantation? Get out of here. Bet you didn't know. I had to research that thing and I was shocked. The same Mitch McConnell who held up the John Lewis Voting Rights Act in 2020, this year. Cameron served as Mitch McConnell's counsel in the Senate, and he's been urging the Senate to quickly hurry up and confirm Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. This Bama has been doing all kind of stuff for Massa behind the scenes. And you know Amy Coney Barrett has passed some previous decisions oh, that can... are problematic for black folk, to say the least. Oh, yeah. So, this is red wine, and I'm just saying, I think we know where that funky, fishy smell is coming from, and it's coming from Daniel Cameron. Mm-hmm. It's good. I could tell by the look of her face, she's a mess. And he's a mess. And when she gets that job... Believe me, she's she's gonna be a mess. She's gonna be a bu- she looks like she's a bully. You know, all them you know uh, perpetrated kids up there, two Negro kids in the mix mm-hmm. like that. I guess you had to show you don't want to show your true racism, so you get two yeah, dark skinned black children. Your rain, yeah, your rainbow yeah, tribe. I'm not racist. Look, these are my two kids. They they did not come out of your papoose, honey. Mm-mm. Okay, they appeared. You acquired them. Yeah, they somewhere. appeared like a magic act. Fucking David Copperfield pulled them motherfuckers out of hat. Not anyway, you. Anyway. I'm just saying something fishy. Mm. And it's Daniel Cameron. I, yeah, when I saw him, he got that boyish bitch look. Anyway, when I saw him, yeah, with that and now we know why. Yeah, he's he straight a, out of Mitch McConnell's he's plantation. He's a, Mitch McConnell put him on the kissing list. Put him on the kissing list. Oh, I got him boy. on the kissing he, list. He hangs out with the other guy. What's the other guy's name? Thurman fucking Strong. I mean, not, oh. not Thurman. Armstrong Williams. Armstrong Williams. That's yeah, put him on. Link, get get some handcuffs and hook. Link him, Armstrong Williams, and, and Clarence fucking, what's the other guy? Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Link all three of them together, shit. Put them all. Put handcuffs on all of them. Put them on a fucking desert island some goddamn where. I would love to. Mm, give, them one, give them one banana to eat. A one-way ticket. Bye. One banana and one water. I like that. Put them all on a raft. Send That's them right. out to sea and say, boy, bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Yep. Bye, Bamas. Bye, you out there, House Negroes. Kettle, you out there? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I'm tripping out on y'all. <laughs> Bye, House Negroes. Bye, Felicia. Oh, Lord. That was a good one. Something Ooh. is fishy. I like that. <laughs> yeah, he's a mess. He's a mess. Yeah, I, when I first saw him with that whole Brianna thing, and he got on there uh-huh. some well, we just have a thing. He's going to be crying. Oh, we did all the fucking. 
we, is this we the didn't, first time you had to prove you. your blackness? Well, you did a lousy job, bruh. We're going to pull him mm-hmm. back, Carl. Anyway, mm-hmm. oh we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Got to move on. Papa Didi. Don't take a break. Oh, you need a break? Yeah, All right. We need an ice break. We go into, uh, yeah, I need it. All right. We're going to take a <laughs> We got to take a beer break, and then we're coming back on the other side of the beer break with Papa Didi mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. living for the city. You going to fire it up, Papa Didi? Uh, you know, I'm going you know, to talk about a little reality stuff I went through today. All right. People, well, we'll be you know, back. A little street walking and shit. And... Uh-oh, street walking. All right. Well, yeah. Y'all stand by and stand down. We'll be back on yeah, the other but, side of the right. break. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you ride me. Uh, yes, every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to sing. I don't know what number to call. Talk about the Breonna Taylor situation. Now, what the hell did George Floyd have to do with that? 
You know, I mean, come on. One happened in Kentucky, the other one happened in fucking Minnesota. So why would that even be part of your conversation? Why would you say that George Floyd didn't even have a, a he had a he had a checkered past? Who were you to be a judgment on somebody because he had a record or uh, some stuff on, in his record on file that make? I mean, does he deserve to die? I mean, these jokers are like they're so empty. When you really get deep into the white man, he's empty as hell. I mean, so empty. He has no substance. He's got no integrity. He's got that white face and just letting it carry his ass into the into the sunrise and the fucking sunset. It's crazy. Anyway, but let me talk about what happened to me today. All right? Like my father always said, let me tell you this live so I forget it. Anyway, I was at the motor vehicle today um, up in, up north. I ain't going to say where I'm at. None of y'all business where I was at. I was at the motor vehicle getting my car inspected. So when they take your car... They have everybody go to the seating area over in the, in the corner area. It's the outside venue where you get the car inspected. And uh, I took my brother up there with me. So we're sitting on this uh, outside seat, you know, socially distanced in a seat that you got to wait on while your car is being checked for inspection. And this white lady, you know, and she's a typical suburban woman, you know, fat-ass feet with some tight-ass flip-flops, you know, spandex clothes with a big old fat-ass, you know, waist was all out of shape floppy titties, typical fucking that white housewife, you know, all, all the trimmings of embroidered fucking sweater, some old crazy shit, wearing a necklace around the house that maybe around her neck that her grandkids or somebody put around her, birds and whatever, you know, crazy shit, you know, you know the look, you know what I mean, bullshit ass windbreaker, you know, poor white trash looking like she was, you know, but she was a straight Karen, okay, I was sitting on one side of the bed, my brother sitting on the other side of the bed, and she had, she was like peeping her eyes up at me, and my brother, like, at the same time, like, thinking we're going to flex on her because we at down way at the end of the inspection station, like, in this little booth area with this, this, this short bench. And he was on one end, I was on the other end. And there was a space team in her. And she kept popping her eye up, looking at her, and like, like we're going to attack her ass. I mean, she was scaring the shit out of me. I'm saying, like, what the fuck make you think that I want to run up in your fat ass? I don't want your body or your fucking pocketbooks. I don't know what the hell... You're protecting, you know? It was crazy, you know? And then I had this other incident happen to me with, uh, see, in this state I was in, and I can't name it because I don't want to expose myself to anything. In this state I was in, they pumped the gas for you up north, okay? Now, anybody up north, you may know what state pumps your gas for you. Anyway, um, I gave them my card, my, my ATM card, and you had to put in your in your uh, your zip code. I punched my zip code and it wasn't working. And you punched it in again. And then I may have changed the address or something, so I pumped in another zip code. It still wasn't working. But then the guy, I guess the guy who was a manager, he comes out, but he has a look on me like he didn't trust me as a black man. I guess he thought I was pawning off a bad card because he had this look like he wasn't trust. Now, here we got this Middle Eastern greasy motherfucker come out here with flip-flops on with rotten-ass feet. And he owns, I guess he owns the gas station or something. But this man looks like, you know, he's a typical fucking refugee from wherever. But he's going to have a look on his face like he had. And I'm only saying that because he looked at me like my card didn't mean shit. Now, here I am, an American, born an American, gainfully employed, chose to go to that fucking gas station, Okay. That gas station wasn't part of my, you know, 
my, I could have went anywhere to get, to get gas. I ended up giving the guy a $20 bill saying, get my fucking car back here. Give me $20 with, with, with cash. Fuck y'all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the, the moral of the story is that the gas pump was so damn old that the numbers were wore out on there. And like I said, you don't ever touch the gas station in this state there. They pump your gas for you. But when they punch the button, all the buttons were wore out. And a lot of these buttons have what's called a diaphragm background on it. You know, buttons like on your washing machine, your dryer, the fat buttons you press, mm-hmm. they're diaphragm-based. Like a woman puts a diaphragm in her to keep them getting pregnant, you know. And the fucking, the buttons were fucked up. They've been pressed so much, the diaphragm broke. Just like a woman, the diaphragm break, you get pregnant. You know, same difference, right? <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, but it, it, I'm saying all that to say that this man looked at me when the owner came out. Like, my card was bad. I'm trying to rip them off. And I, going back to Trump again. People, whether you're Middle Eastern, Asian, in a Chinese store, please, as black people, leave us the fuck alone with your rhetoric, with your opinion, with your lack of trust, with you thinking who you think we are. We were born in this goddamn country, despite who we are. As long as we got the money to pay for the shit you're selling, sell us this shit, give me a receipt so I can keep it moving. Don't worry about who, what I am, whether or not you know the black race so damn well, or whatever the case may be. Get out of my world and get back in your goddamn world. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. That's a good one, Papa Didi. Mm-mm-mm. But I feel you on that. Pop all up in your mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They know us so well. No, you want us. I know. You want, you want your chicken fried hard? Fuck no, I don't want my chicken fried hard. Who told you that? You know what I mean? Just because a little young boy came in and said, fry my chicken. You know how young people like this shit hard? Yeah, fry my chicken hard. Fry it hard. Well, he was 17, motherfucker. I'm 60. The fuck you mean? Give me my shit fried nice and tender where it pulls nice and I can bite it nice and juicy and fucking succulent. Make my shit succulent. Little fucking 16-year-old come in and say, yeah, fry it hard. That's because his ass is hungry. He want to chew longer. I don't want to chew longer. I want to chew the shit, swallow it, and shit it out. That's all I want to do. Okay. Shit. Fry it hard. Fry it hard. Fry my shit hard. What's wrong with y'all? Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, Paul. Don't it kill you when you hear when young people say that? Yeah, yeah. We still don't like it. Ah, let's lighten up. Let's lighten up. Oh my God! 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 Oh my following his third heart surgery, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he posted this on Instagram uh, from his hospital bed. Yep. Arnold has a history of heart issues stemming from uh, congenial defects. Prior to his surgery this week, the former governor of California went under the knife to replace a damaged um, aortic valve, and that was in 97. I guess they put the valve in 97 trying to replace it. He's outliving his part. The star then had emergency heart surgery in 2018 to replace a um, a pulmonic valve. So he got a lot going on with his heart. Um, He goes on to say, thanks to the team at the Cleveland uh, Clinic, 
I have a new aortic valve to go along with my new pulmonary valve for my last surgery. He said he feels pretty good, and uh, he says he will be back. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, he ain't doing of too bad. Of course he will. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and the, the uh, son that he had out of wedlock, I'm telling you, he's a split image. He's working out and doing kind of the same thing, uh, bodybuilding, like his dad was. He looks just like him. Wow. Um, mm. Yep, just like him. you got to pull up a picture of it. Um, also, wow. Justin Bieber. Haven't seen him in a while. Introduces the new him in an intimate uh, documentary special. Uh, and a sneak peek at his new documentary special titled Justin Bieber, Next Chapter. The singer talks about focusing on his life with his wife, Haley. Beaver during the uh, uh, pandemic. So, um, in a sneak peek, uh, he is emotional. Uh, new documentary special revealed that at one point in his life, he questioned if the uh, pain he felt would go away. Uh, you know, he, he had been battling depression and some other things, going back and forth with an um, old girlfriend, um, Ariana Grande. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's getting closer, um, with his wife and he, uh, he's putting God in his, um, in his life now. So, I mean, good for him. Yeah. Okay. So he's finally growing up. I think that's what it is. He's finally growing up. So, um, Serena Williams, she signs a daughter, uh, Olympia up for tennis lessons. Uh, Serena signed up three-year-old daughter. Wow. She's three years old. All right. Um, hey, that time went by quick. Right. So she was saying on Instagram that um, she signed her daughter up for the tennis lessons, but the um, tennis instructor does not know that that, you know, is her daughter. So maybe the nanny or somebody's taking her to the lessons or something, but she doesn't realize um, who she is. So that should be interesting. Oh, they're keeping her identity <laughs> secret? I guess so. Um I guess so. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. So once they yep. put them plastic bees in their hair, they don't know. Okay, go ahead. What a shade. Papa, Papa. Um, uh, Buster Rhymes. He's back on the scene. He um went on Instagram and uh showing everybody his dramatic weight loss transformation. Um uh, uh-huh. oh. credit yeah, so he he, uh, he says, don't ever give up on yourself. Life begins right now. Uh, my dedication is different. I would never put out an album and not be in the best shape of my life. So makes sense. So that's why we haven't heard from Buster Rhymes lately. But He's working on getting so himself Buster's, in shape. Buster's not a fat boy anymore? And no, his abs, you got to check it out. He's looking pretty good. And um, he is um, tagging um, celebrity trainer, his Victor... Munoz, celebrity personal chef. Um, he has bodybuilders that are helping him out. So he has a whole team that is helping him out. So, I mean, yeah, he, looks, he looks pretty good from before okay, to after. Good. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. He was becoming right fat. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I know everybody's anticipating Adele. Um, she is super excited to host the SNL. Uh, that's you guys' uh, uh, show. You guys love to watch that. Um, she's been yeah. on there before, but as a musical guest, now she's going to host it um, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't realize that she is uh, very funny. So um, I hope she really? will sing something. But 
she's she's gonna host it, so um, she'd be pretty good. Yeah, I, I might have to check it out. I usually don't watch SNL, but I might check it out because of that. The musical guest yeah. is gonna be her. Oh, sweet, so, uh, yeah, so, he lost yeah. a whole lot of weight. Yeah, he lost about a hundred pounds. And uh, they said, "Is she going to talk about that?" I doubt it. None of your business. So uh, mm-hmm. she's going to take a break. She's going to host it, and her she is going to be the musical guest. So, oh, um, well, that's going to be a good show. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I might have to tune in. Um, last but not least. My boyfriend, Tom Cruise, the next two Mission Impossible sequels, set dates for 2021 and 2022. Yep, July 23rd, 2021, that's uh, Mission Impossible 7, and then the next one will be 8 on August 5th, 2022. Um, They said the last one with um, Rogue Nation um, had grossed, um, let me see. I'm sorry, the Fallout Nation had grossed $791 million worldwide. That was making it the, um, I think, the top one um, of that franchise. And over, what, nine, ten years of Mission Impossible, they have grossed all the films $3.5 billion worldwide. So kudos to my boyfriend here. So he's over there in Paris uh, doing his thing. That's what he's filming at, so should be pretty well, Can I just ask a quick question? I'm sure. not hating, but is he not getting too old to be doing these action movies? He's rocking and rolling. He's staying fit, girl. <laughs> My girl okay. he, he is staying fit, so and he does a lot of his own stunts too. So Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Like is he still trying to do all that stuff? I mean, he's uh, not yeah. a spring chicken, but okay. <laughs> uh huh. So that's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Well, that was a good one, Kel. I feel like I'm All up right. to date with the All entertainment right. industry now. Uh-huh. Right. We all know what's happening. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that brings us down to the Kiss It list, Papa Didi. Can oh. you uh, tell the good folks what exactly is the Kiss It list? Kiss It list is a list that we compile every week. Of people that show they butt hiney, we'll put them on the list. We got a special song. And we'll start off with uh, the Karen I ran into today, the Middle Eastern Joker I ran into today. I wouldn't rag him like that, but he drew first blood, so fuck. <laughs> um, uh, I've got the Trump campaign for videotaping the voters in Philadelphia. Right. The cop that uh, was involved in the shooting of Breonna Taylor, the one that was interviewing Michael Strahan, put his ass on it because he put his foot in his mouth when he started talking about George uh, George Floyd. He had no reason to talk about that. And I and I appreciate the fact that uh, Strahan kept his own stance. Well, that, he didn't really die because of that. He died oh, because God. of that. He that. I'm yeah. telling you, you should have heard Strahan. He really held his own. He was ready Good. to say, yo, man, look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, we talking about Breonna Taylor, and you trying to cast judgment on George Floyd. Come on, keep your white ass in perspective. Anyway, yeah, put his ass on the kiss list. Okay. And I'd like to add President Muhammadu Bahari, president of Nigeria, for that whole SARS what, whatever you want to call it, 
death squads over there harassing citizens, killing people. People can't protest without being killed and injured. That stuff needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people in Alabama that are suppressing the vote, they're on the kissed list. Mr. and Mrs. Trump for not hugging after the damn debate. Absolutely. They're definitely sleeping in twin beds back at the crib. That's obvious. They're in different rooms. Yeah, they're in, in different, different rooms. Beds. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, the mommy public school in Ohio for trying to put that curriculum in to make those kids watch right-wing videos with people mm-hmm. like Candace Owens. Are you trying to kill these kids' brains? Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. That, that's insane. That You know, that should be some type of child abuse or whatever. It is you're trying to You're trying to tell people to go home and get extra credit and look at these right-wing videos, these talking heads. Yeah, and then answer questions. Because, you know, kids have to have it. an outlet. They really have to. You know, when you when you give people instructions without an outlet, it becomes a cult. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. But, um, okay. Let's see. What else we got? Um, I got Gerald the turkey. For harassing the seniors and the frail people. That turkey was wearing those seniors out. So he's on the kissed list. Daniel Cameron, the Kentucky Attorney General, who refused to prosecute those cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Oh, their brother? Yes. He ain't a brother. Yeah, he's a he's, a, he's a, a, a man with dark Oh, skin. yeah. Oh, they, they backed him in a corner a long time ago. Uh, we'll Armstrong Williams. We'll, we'll take care of you. And Clarence Thomas, mm-hmm. they're all on the kiss it list. Armstrong Woman, Clarence Thomas, and you're forgetting uh, one more. Uh, did we say Ben Carson? Ben Carson. Exactly. <laughs> Put him on there. Donald Trump. There you go. Where is Ben Carson Donald. then? <laughs> hiding. In the housing authority with that big old keychain on his belt. He's over there hiding <laughs> like that emu, emu, emu on uh, Liberty Mutual. He's hiding with his head in the sand. Anyway, that's uh, about you got everybody. anybody else, Kevin? Nope, nope. Mm-mm. Got covered, everybody. All right, and again, I'm adding Trump for all those lies he told during the debate, and for saying especially that you've done more for black people than any other president and comparing yourself to Abraham Lincoln. What about what Johnson did? Lyndon Bain Johnson signed the daggone Voting Rights Act, but you just completely discount what he did. Man, please. Anyway, we got something for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Kiss my entire My ass. You can All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. 
It's time for the last word. Hmm. Papa Didi, what is your last word for tonight? My last word is be careful out there. You know, just prepare yourself to be careful. Election day is going to be vicious. These people are on the payroll, you know, and they feel like they got to bring home a victory for Trump come Monday morning. So just be careful. Just vote vote with your heart, you know. Don't give it. Can't nobody stop you from that. If somebody yells you who you vote for, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. Trump all the way. And you pull that fucking Democrat lever at the same time. You know what I mean? Bullshit them. Just learn to manipulate, you know. Stop being so nice. I know he's raised by good parents that taught us goodwill, but time we start acting fucking vicious as they are. You know, you go like undercover. Is they undercover. Are. Yeah, we gotta do something. We we so nice. I mean black people they think we're whatever, but we're the ones that was raised by good offspring, you know, good ancestors and all. So anyway, just be careful. You know. All right. Kettle, what's your last word tonight? Or am I next? Oh yeah, yeah I used to go next. I'm sorry. <laughs> The cocktail of the week got me mixed mixed up. Okay, my bad. Um, my last word is vote. Please vote. Don't sit it out. It's important. Put your voice out there. Vote your choice. And uh, like Papa Didi said, be careful. You know, because you got a, a bunch of nuts out here. You got people trying to kidnap governors. There's people who got, uh, some guy got arrested because he was plotting to try to kill Biden. They caught him. I saw something today where a 17-year-old white girl was planning to try to kill, who was she trying to kill? Was it Biden? I think it was Biden. She was, yeah, she was plotting to kill Biden. He had all this stuff written out and, no, I'm sorry, not Biden. She was trying to go kill people at a small church. A black church, and there's only like 40, 50 people because of COVID. She had it all written out, and and one of her classmates, she must have told them, and they told the counselor, and the counselor, I guess, told the police, and now the girl's going to be in uh, lockdown until she's 21. This girl has thrown away the rest of her life with some crazy stuff. People are losing their minds over elections and stuff and racism and whatnot, we need to watch ourselves, watch your back, watch out for each other, wear your mask. Please keep your mask on, people. That's my last word. Wow. Okay. My last word is... a lot going on. I just, I can't. It is. We need to, uh, like Red Wine said, vote, vote, vote. And um, you guys need to um, do a little history, too. Um, look up the Constitution, see what it says. I'm going to tell you the preamble of the Constitution. We, the people, I'm going to say that again. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, and we're not doing that, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide hmm. for the common defense, Promote the general welfare and secure of the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do well, ordain and establish the Constitution for the United States of America. Folks, do your history, read that Constitution, see what we're talking about, so. and then go vote, vote, vote again. That's my last one. Yes, indeed. Ooh, cattle. 
you know what? Just hearing it like that, it really brings it all home. And all you're right. right. We're not doing any of that right now in this uni- in this so-called United States. Yeah, yeah. And I was just looking it up that the 13 first states were the southern states. North Kakalaki, down in South Carolina, then some northern states, but that's interesting to see. But, uh, yeah, do your history. Yeah, just do your history. So, yeah, yeah, you know. They always say if you want to hide something from people, put it in a book. Yeah, all right, true. now. Mm-hmm. It's all right there. Okay. All right. Well, if uh, we're all done, we're wrapped. That's a wrap. We're going to get on yep. out of here. We'll put our mask back on. Do the right thing. Protect yourself. Protect one another. And we're going to say good night and get on out of here. Say good night, Papa Diddy. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And this is Red Wine saying bonsoir. Until next Friday night, we'll do it again when we'll be live on the Pajama Party Show. Uh, special thanks to our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. Uh, you can check them out online at dchomegrown.com. And uh, check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Do not forget the A, apajamaparty.com. And we do thank you for uh, hanging out with us tonight. And we'll see you again next Friday night. We're out. Everybody say good night. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Good night.